Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about taking a good look at this crazy year we've all just been through. That is midlife in the pandemic. Now, I have to tell you, almost immediately after I decided to use this title, Midlife in the Pandemic, a classic song from our childhood popped into my head. It's from 1974 by Maria Muldar. It's called Midnight at the Oasis. Do you remember it? Midnight at the Oasis. You know what I mean? Do you remember it? Midlife in the pandemic. <laughs> it just sounded the same and I was so confused when it popped into my head. I'm like, am I making that up? Am I making it up? <laughs> anyway, I totally remember listening to that song on my first transistor radio back in the day. So that's what we're talking about. I wonder if that song's in your head now too. It's in mine. <laughs> Midlife in the pandemic. Oh my, what a year it's been. I think we've all been in a really weird kind of time warp, don't you? Things are changing fast, but it feels like it's been taking forever. We've been through so many phases together and there's no oasis just yet, that is. But we're getting close, I hope. Slowly but surely. So it got me thinking about some of the observations I've had while we've been experiencing this whole pandemic thing. Observations from my Women in the Middle community and observations from my coaching clients and observations from me in my family, in my life. And so I thought it would be fun to talk about it. Now, fun is in quotes. <laughs> the pandemic has not been fun, that's for sure. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm just going to highlight a few of the things that have been more curious than painful overall. High level observations that affected me and many women in my world. Now, before we do that, this episode is sponsored by my Regret Proof Private Coaching Packages. Yes, I am still offering some private coaching spots, and it's because, quite frankly, I really love working with you like this. I really do. So ask yourself, is this for you? Are you tired of being so stuck and confused? You know, about your life, about your career, about empty nest, all those kinds of things or maybe just one of those things. And when you're really ready to dig in and figure out what it is that you want in your next chapter, like you're ready to go, you're ready to move forward already, <laughs> and you wanna do it with confidence, these coaching programs are for you. I've got two options, regret-proof life and regret-proof career. I use my signature Becoming Bold and Brave framework. I have a special breakthrough process that works like a charm, and it's through the lens of age awareness, mindfulness strategies, and thought work. And doing all of this together, you're finally going to have more clarity than you've had in decades, and you will absolutely be ready to move forward. 
you'll move forward. Like you just can't stay stuck once you increase awareness like this on your thinking. Typical topics my clients usually like to work on are things like career change, empty nest or your identity in your empty nest, aging well instead of being freaked about milestones, regret proofing your life, your relationships, um, dealing with self-care and accountability. Those are really common things. Confidence and courage are natural spinoff bonuses too um, because you're gonna feel free and happier than you felt in decades. So it all works together to go from that murky stuck spin to being crystal clear about what you want. It is so empowering. Now, you have to remember that there is a cost to staying stuck. So if you're ready to make sure that you move forward and feel amazing about your next chapter, you should really apply and book your no obligation call. And that way we're gonna see if we're a good fit to work together. So head over to www.talktosusie.com and apply. Okay, let's dive into our topic today, midlife in the pandemic, one year in a retrospective. Now, as I mentioned, we're not all living the same life. The pandemic's not feeling the same for all of us, for sure. For us midlife gals, many of us are dealing with our senior parents more than schooling our younger kids, for example. Others of us have lost our jobs, and now that we're older, that opens up another whole can of worms. Others have taken the pandemic as an opportunity to retire earlier than originally expected, which again creates some new issues to sort through. And as midlife gals, we have a slightly higher risk factor for more complications with COVID-19 now that we're older. If you're someone who got sick yourself or lost a loved one due to COVID, my heart breaks for you and I am so terribly sorry. For sure, Nobody's pandemic experience is exactly like somebody else's. But with all of this said, I wanted to share this opportunity with you to look back on our collective experience in the pandemic with a bit of a midlife lens, because you know what? We're women in the middle. We can't help it. So here are eight observations of midlife in the pandemic. Number one, first, we are all in this together. Now, if you really think about it, there aren't too many examples of experiences throughout your lifetime that the whole world shares at basically the same time. But this pandemic is one of them. Dealing with COVID-19 at every level is one of those collective experiences that is truly unique. You know, I remember when I was pregnant and then had my first baby a million years ago. That's the first time I really started to appreciate being in a community with all of the other women in the world who had birthed a baby. When I was pregnant, I used to think about women who had much worse living conditions than I did and that they still managed and still had children even without the modern comforts, conveniences, and drugs that I had access to. And it really gave me a sense of comfort about, you know, being part of the greater whole of womankind. I used to think if they did it, I can do it. If they did it, I can do it. Like I was so afraid of having that baby. (laughs) And then years later, I became aware of that same sort of comforting feeling from Facebook of all places. And it was when I turned 50. One thing that Facebook has been good at is for reconnection with old friends. And so with old high school friends, it's been very interesting. You know, even if you just connect with them a little bit, 
it's something. And the year I turned 50, it dawned on me that we were all turning 50 together. Now, I went to North Penn High School in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, and it was huge. There were over 800 kids in my graduating class, and I totally didn't know the vast majority of them. But we all turned 50 together, and that brought me some comfort. So that's number one. The pandemic is one of those rare events that is worldwide collective experience for us, right? And that it will totally define our generation. Number two, more gratitude. I would say that once we got the fear under control a little bit, it wasn't too hard to start feeling pretty grateful for all kinds of things. Let's start with hot running water and soap, shall we? (laughs) And, you know, there were shortages of all kinds of things. But how about having pretty easy access to those amazing products that say kills 99.9% of viruses and bacteria? You know, those cleaning products. They're pretty easy for most of us to purchase without too much trouble. Now, at the beginning, it was a little dicey. But eventually it got better. And now, you know, we have cleaning products that can really help us. You know, it was hard to find wipes. And I don't even know if they're available yet. (laughs) And toilet paper got a little weird there for a while. But even in the early days when we didn't really understand the coronavirus and what it all meant, I remember feeling really grateful that we could wash our hands. One of my friends who was in the food safety business posted a really specific video about how to wash your hands properly early on in the pandemic in that first month, and I was transfixed, and I was so grateful that she did that. I mean, now we've seen lots of demonstrations on how to wash your hands, but then, like, it was really specific. More washing than I would have ever done, like the specifics of how to move your hands and lather your hands. Wow, it was really something. So I continue to be grateful that we have a house that is conducive for everyone in the family to work at home. And what I mean is there are enough rooms with doors so that everyone can do whatever they needed to do. Some of them are studying. Some of us are working. So, you know, you could talk to who you needed to talk to. You could watch what you needed to watch. You could have the space and the privacy to do what you needed to do. I've also been incredibly grateful for our dog, Nico the Noof. He has been an amazing source of comfort and love and entertainment. He is hilarious. <laughs> and he's also really, really loved having everyone around. Now, speaking of everyone being around, I'm also grateful for this unusual opportunity for my empty nest to be completely full. I mean, who knows if this will ever happen again? My kids are 22, 24, and 25. They've really had the opportunity to bond together as adults, play video games together, cook together, walk the dog together. It's been uh, so much time together. Like this is very unusual and it's been fun to watch. Now, for sure, there's been some bumps along the way, but overall, we are all grateful for this unplanned time together. I don't know if they would admit it, but (laughs) I'm grateful. But I really do think it's been unusual, and I, and I don't know if it'll happen again. Number three, home comforts. Well, it's not that big a surprise that when you're staring at your walls long enough, you start to get creative and see how you can have some fun making things more comfortable and cozy. The first thing I focused on was the front porch. 
I love my porch. I'm like, okay, we're going to be outside more as much as possible. Let's make the porch nicer. There's enough room out there to have a nice conversation with a few people, even while social distancing. So I decided to make it a bit nicer. I replaced the cushions and pillow covers. And now there are bright yellow pillows and they put a smile on your face. Love it. And then when reality started to set in about being stuck in the winter in Toronto, Ontario, Canada in a pandemic, I started to rally for a big ass outdoor heater for the patio. You know, the kind a restaurant patio would have. And you know what? Between that heater and electric blankets, we used the patio throughout the whole winter. And we had a pretty good time out there. Even though it was freezing, some days it was, you know, pushing it. But we were able to do a little bit of social distanced gathering, a little bit, just enough on that freezing cold patio with the heater and the electric blankets. Like we needed all the things. Uh, But, you know, there was even some backgammon being played out there on that patio in the dead of winter. It was something. It was a little light, you know, it was just a little spark of, okay, at least we can do this. Now, there were also some food and beverage comforts going on. There was baking bread. That was fun. Finding yeast was a little bit challenging at times. We've been enjoying a milk frother for coffee that makes things a little bit more fun. Anything that would add a little bit of entertainment and deliciousness, it was welcomed. (laughs) And now just today, I got my first order of a dozen frozen smoothies that came from across the country packed in dry ice. Amazing. Just add your favorite beverage, toss it all in the blender, and away you go. Something fun and healthy at home. Just something a little different. Just a little bit different. All right, number four, online shopping and delivery. Well, online shopping and delivery is at an all-time high in many places, but definitely in our family. We've been using Instacart for groceries and getting all kinds of things delivered. We are ordering from small businesses when we can. And of course, there's some Amazon. We were always fans of online shopping. And now that I've experienced grocery shopping like this with Instacart, I don't know that I'll ever go back. It is so darn convenient and fast. My husband has received the vaccine already, so he's now the one who goes to Costco or the grocery store on occasion if necessary. But wow, the help that these kinds of services uh, provide, it's amazing. I am sold. And one of the things that's been an added bonus is to get anything heavy delivered. For example, I like club soda with a little lemon, you know, club soda. So there's all those cans that's kind of heavy. Our dog Nico eats a lot of fish salmon, herring, sardines, and we might buy 30 or 40 cans of each at a time. So (laughs) that's heavy. That's been something to get delivered that we would have never thought about it like that before. And it's helping people who need work and it's helping us stay safe. So that has been really good. Number five, creative mask wearing. Who would have ever anticipated how much we would care about the type of masks we were wearing, let alone having masks become a regular part of our attire and things that are always in our pockets or purses? 
At first, I remember being completely resistant to wearing any kind of a mask that was cute or pretty. One of my sisters put some rhinestones on a mask and I thought, oh my God, you're having fun with it. I am so not there. I'm not interested. I don't want to have anything like that that's fun. It's not fun. It's terrible. (laughs) But then eventually I thought, what the heck? I found a few masks with a whale pattern on them and then I started to have a little bit more fun. But mostly I still wear the medical type mask. I just find it's, it's easiest to, you know, replace and have them in all nooks and crannies, purses, pockets, coat, jacket pockets everywhere. They're everywhere. And I, I just have them everywhere. I don't want to be caught off guard if I have to go someplace. That did happen once where we were in a plaza and I just thought we were going to be walking by with the dog. But then it turns out that we needed to go inside and uh, my husband didn't have one on him. So I ran in and bought one. And then nobody liked that. We just didn't, that didn't happen again. We just made sure that we were prepared all the time. It's just become more normal and even on occasion, more fun. My mom loves penguins and I sent her a hilarious one (laughs) with a penguin face on it as a gift, like where your face becomes part of the penguin face. It brings joy to everyone who sees it. Okay, speaking of hilarity, number six hair hilarity. It's totally at an all-time high. Every kind of hair has gone crazy. And I'm not just talking about gray hair that's growing out. It is looking pretty 70s in my family. My husband took out the trimmer and gave himself a really short cut. Thankfully, that's growing in now. (laughs) The rest of us were just having long hair and boy, is it getting long. I also wanted to get back to you about one crazy little hair story that I told you about in episode 162. One day, I don't know why, but I noticed an odd hair, particularly long, growing near my ankle on my leg. And this one little hair went crazy. And I wondered, how long would it grow? Like, I never saw it before. It must have caught the light that day. I don't know what happened. I'm like, what the heck is that? (laughs) It was a really long hair on my leg. In fact, I measured it. It was one inch long. And I wondered, how long is that thing going to grow? So months later, I wanted to check in on it. And in honor of this episode, I went looking for it. Guess what? It's gone. It's not there. I don't know what happened. So it's a mystery. I don't know how it got there and I don't know where it went. I don't know how long it got either. But what I do know is that the whole hair growth thing in this pandemic is an unexpected source of hilarity and a fair bit of fascination and angst. So many of us haven't had our midlife hair colored in ages. That's getting us to think about coloring our hair at all in the future. It's a weird combination of services being closed and less pressure to look a certain way because we really aren't going anywhere. Now, I know the restrictions vary based on your own risk tolerance and location in the country, but let's just say that hair care is very different than it used to be. And that brings us to number seven, the internet. The internet has taken on a whole new level of importance in so many of our lives during this pandemic. I am more grateful than ever 
to have good internet service. Imagine what it was like in 1918 in the last pandemic without the internet. Talk about being cut off from everybody. Talk about not having so much entertainment available, like it's endless. Or the ability to work from home with ease like we do, or to provide an interactive home education for schools, for universities, and for other training programs. It's not perfect. We're all suffering from Zoom fatigue, but it is still pretty amazing that we have it at all. The other thing is, I don't think things will ever quite go back to the way they were before Zoom. In my family, we've been to several Zoom funerals, a bar mitzvah, a wedding, and some pretty exciting celebrations. Like we've been able to attend all of these things. And I know for sure the Zoom funerals were out of town, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. We wouldn't have been able to go. And this way, we participated. We were able to connect with family. Now, in terms of some of the fun things that have happened, I've held a virtual retreat and hosted a one-year birthday party for my midlife membership, The Finally First Club. I've also hosted a launch party for my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. It was loads of fun. And on that note, I enrolled in the tiny book course, which was conducted and taught over Zoom, and I conceived and wrote my book all during the pandemic on Zoom with the, with the help of being taught on Zoom. Hence, the launch party. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about this course that I took, maybe you've got a book in you too, check out my show notes and there's a discount code waiting there for you. Absolutely. I just love this course so much. I'm happy to promote it. So there's the internet, Zoom, and one more thing that I really must mention, Netflix. Who could imagine this pandemic experience without Netflix? It's like we've been given permission to binge watch everything on our list, everything we've been meaning to watch for years. It's all kind of okay now. (laughs) And finally, number eight, mindfulness work. What an amazing skill it's been to understand basic mindfulness tools and strategies. Emotions have been a little intense, to say the least. Let's take fear, shall we? It kind of deserves its own spotlight, especially at the beginning of the pandemic when we really didn't understand how to best reduce risk and how to best understand the intensity of that fear. I remember feeling like all I wanted to do was create a safe haven in my home. And with my husband working in a hospital, it felt impossible to even do that. It was such a scary time for all of us. And I know it was a scary time for you too. One thing that came up a lot in coaching was first knowing how to identify the thoughts that were creating the fear, the stress, super important. And then second, knowing how to think a new thought on purpose that created less fear. So many nights I would be in bed, which was a single bed that I moved into the family room because I was too freaked out. (laughs) about my husband's risk. Oh my God. Anyway, I would just practice thinking the thought, everyone's okay right now. Everyone's okay right now. I would repeat it just like that. 
And that understanding that thoughts create feelings, it saved me. It helped me focus, minimize my fear, and stay in the present moment. This came up a fair bit with my clients. We talked about it a lot in my community, in my groups, and it really, really helped. So there you have it, a little slice of our collective pandemic experience. But on the light end of things, nothing too heavy, just a bit of an observation about midlife in the pandemic and what stands out to me. I have absolutely loved focusing on COVID gifts. It comes up all the time. Things that you actually appreciated because of the crazy and intense experience. Isn't that amazing? That even though things were so crazy and so bad, there was still an opportunity to appreciate and have gratitude for something positive. And I think from these observations, you're starting to see that too. And this is what I would encourage you to do. An action step. Make a list of what your COVID gifts have been. What are you particularly grateful for, even with the pandemic? It could be something like you got a break from shaving your legs or something a bit more meaningful, like you got to spend more time with your young adult kids who moved back into your no longer empty nest. Maybe you connected with family on Zoom more than you might have. Talk to them without a pandemic. Or maybe you looked at starting a new hobby or developing a skill or read some books or got deeper into a project that you never seem to have enough time for without such an obvious pause, without something like the pandemic. You know, and the other thing that's happening is all vacations are canceled. (laughs) Nobody has gone on vacations in quite a long time. And that also frees up some time. So sometimes things are canceled. Sometimes uh, there there's just restrictions that are changing your lifestyle. But any which way you look at it, things are different. And it's an opportunity to take a look at what was a positive experience for you, even with the pandemic. So take a few minutes, think about it, and be grateful for it. The way you tell yourself your own pandemic story is totally up to you. You can tell yourself about all of your hardship and stress, of which there was plenty, and you can also stop to smell the COVID roses and appreciate that just like life always is, the pandemic is a crazy mix of positive and negative situations and emotions. You gotta love those COVID roses. I wanna appreciate what I can for sure. Okay, that is it for this episode. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time being afraid of not reaching your potential and feeling stuck about aging, about empty nest, about relationships, about your career, about being more compassionate toward yourself, about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I am here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as a coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing, but when it comes to applying the concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. I can help you grow and change faster. You'll see the connections and insights about what you want more clearly. And it is such a beautiful gift to help yourself waste less time spinning already and finally move forward. Head over to www.talktosuzie.com and check out the options for private coaching 
and apply there. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. And to get a copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller or go to www.50waystocelebrate.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. <music>